0: I told Daniela what happens in the books. So I was like, I gotta tell you. Like, you just need to know because you'll never guess. Who are you?
1: Whoever you want me to be. Don't say I never gave you anything. It's feeling epic.
0: Three words. Eight letters. I remember everything. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Previously on Teen TV. We are ready to talk about the Summer I Turn Pretty finale. I'm Jillian Benani. I'm Claire Wojciechowski. Claire, when and where did you watch? Tell us
1: all about your experience. It came out on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. I started the episode around 9 p.m. Eastern because I, I got home a little late and I was riveted for that full hour. And then immediately texted you and was like, I don't know if you've watched yet, but
0: here are some thoughts. And. I loved it. And I hadn't watched when you sent that text and it was killing me that I couldn't watch it right on time. I am at a beach weekend with friends, which is very, you know, very summer. I turned pretty cousins. Maybe I'll meet some brothers. Who knows? <laughs> so I had to watch around 2 a.m. last night after some wine. Oh, wow. Um, which was quite the experience. Uh, you know, d- tears were fallen after some wine, I will say. <laughs> um, I bet. And then, you know, I rewatched again this morning because it was so good and I made everyone else in this house watch it um, and I gotta say there were you know some of the guys were you know standing behind the couch looking to see what was going on they were intrigued very intrigued I love that move I love that guy move when they're like I don't
1: this girl show and
0: then they stop and they watch it and they're like asking questions That was definitely happening. It was great. And I was a little annoyed, though. We had some belly Jeremiah flip-floppers here. So I did not love that. But you got, you know. What are you going to do? They got to listen to this and know what's right. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about it. That was an episode.
1: I was feeling a lot of things during that episode. I had like a full disclosure, a stuffed toy because I just like needed something to like squeeze during the big moments. So I was just like, Clutching this like dumb little stuffed dog because I, I could not
0: handle it at times. No, I get it. That was like an emotional episode. There was there was a lot going on, a lot of emotional moments, a lot of Taylor, which we love. Ugh. Um. Oh God, that did just like rip my heart out. This episode. It did. Same. Let's get into it. I'm once again in my cousins t shirt. I'm at the beach and I'm feeling all the vibes. Um, But yeah, let's start. um, Let's start where the where it begins right where we left off in the last episode. I mean, Whew. Conrad coming out of that final just feeling good, so happy. We've never seen him oh, that happy. Never, not even with Belly. I literally he was <laughs> he was feeling himself, feeling good, walking out of that final, and bam, like. Head-on collision, basically.
1: Oh, man. That was rough. Even, like, knowing what he was walking into, I was just bracing for impact a little bit. Like, oh, he's going to have – he's feeling so excited. He just got this pep talk from Steven about how he should shoot his shot. And then he just walks up on him. his – brother and belly, like not just kissing, but like going at it. They are really hardcore making out and it, that Oof, that was brutal. They
0: really yeah, I feel like without the music to it, too, and kind of like the wider shot that they showed, they really like showed them like going at it. They really showed Conrad's perspective in that moment. And it was rough. Um I thought it was really funny, too. Um, I was happy that they had him speak right away to them and like be mad right away, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I thought he was just kind of going to kind of like turn around, walk away and not speak. So I was happy that he was really like kind yeah. of vocal and yes. mad, very mad, yes. and proceeded yep. to be a dick for about, you know, a lot of this episode, which I yes. loved. I did too. Okay, thank you. Like
1: he's being petty and immature, but also I loved every second of it because like, I think he it's kind of earned. And also like, I would, I would at least want to behave that way in I, that situation.
0: I loved it. I thought he seemed a little I was like, is this man on the edge like it? Like he seemed a little psychotic at times, I will say. But I loved it. I thought, ah, yeah, like be a dick. Like if that happened, like you, I can't imagine like what was going through his head. Like he was literally moments away from telling her that he loved her. And yes, so, yeah, I, I thought I kind of liked that he was being immature again. I thought that like he was going to just not speak. So I couldn't believe mm-hmm. how much he was speaking then. Um, so I liked it. Yes.
1: You know I, what? I I, didn't I loved like. it.
0: You know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't like. OK, so in the moment where after kind of Conrad like runs away after he sees Jer and Belly making out when Jare's like, mm-hmm. Belly, you need to go after him. Yeah, I was like Jeremiah should go after him. Don't put her in the mi-. like she's already
1: in the middle of the situation. But like the bigger at that point in time, I feel like the bigger betrayal is like the brothers than her because they're broken up. Like the the I if I I would have been more upset with Jeremiah because you're related and he knows that, that Conrad is still in love with her. Like he's addressed this. So like why would you send Belly? off to do your dirty work. Like that made no sense to
0: me. Exactly. I thought that was like a low point for Jer. I did not like that. I will say though, I did like Jer in this episode. I feel like this was a good episode for him as far as like seeing him in a little bit of a different light. Like when the brothers do finally start to talk, I thought that Mm -hmm. was a really great scene um, between the two of them. I felt like we were like getting a little bit of depth with him, Um, so I wasn't. Yeah, you see this episode, which I feel bad about saying, but I just feel like I need to say it off the top. I need to say it off the top. You don't have to hate.
1: You don't have to hate Jeremiah to be Team Conrad. Like you know, you don't have to despise him. You just have to. You're allowed to prefer one person for Belly, without hating the other. But I agree. Like I think he showed a lot of. Emotion like a more emotional maturity than Conrad in some places, and I think he was very perceptive and also just, um, you know, trying to strike that balance of like, I'm not gonna fight for her because it's gonna hurt all of us too much, but also being very clear and setting boundaries with Belly about like, I don't want to be your second choice. I don't want to be the one to that you settle for basically. Like I think he he had a really strong showing in this finale.
0: Yeah, I, I think he definitely showed like a maturity that we hadn't seen before with him. And I think that that is why though too this show is like so good in the sense of that you can be on a team and you know want to root for Belly to be with, you know, a brother, but you still like the other character for the most part. I mean, at least that's how I feel about it. And I think that that's when a love triangle is really good is when we're a little bit like, Oh, but you know, that you know, he, we like him like, and we like, you know, they have a different dynamic and we like, you know, it is kind of nice to see Mm -hmm. that. And I think that a lot of times in shows love triangles fail because it's so obvious of who like she should be with. And I do think that in mm-hmm. this show they do such a good job of, you know, showing the the two different relationships because they are very different and showing, um, you know, the strengths of each brother. And I think that's why it gets like a little confusing. And I feel like people flip flop for that. I agree. I think so, too. The side note of Laurel in this episode was kind of making me laugh a little bit like I love Laurel, but I'm like, enough. I don't need to see you at this writer's like night. No, like not the time. We need to go back to the motel, see what's going on there. I agree. We uh, like, like, love in- Laurel. It
1: just, like, felt so out of place in this episode. I needed to put a pin in
0: that, you know? Like, happy to pick up with Laurel next season, Mm -hmm. but I needed the love triangle this Mm -hmm. entire time. Agreed. I I definitely want to talk about... That Conrad moment where he no, you know what I'm going back. Okay, we gotta talk about the motel one room one bed trope. The best this trope is used in so many teen shows, and it's so good every time. And I love it. I, I love know. it when it comes up, and it is so like unrealistic. Oh, but God, is it good? It's good every time. I was dying. It's so good.
1: I mean, let's just name. It's in Dawson's Creek. It's in the OC. It's in One Tree Hill. Oh, God. And I'm sure there's more that we're forgetting. Those are just the ones that come to mind. Yeah. In my brain, I was like, who's she going to share the bed with? Or is it like a king bed? And they're all going to like all three of them with like belly in the middle. Like I was very curious about how they were going to play out the scene. And then belly's in the bed alone. And they're both on the floor on either side of her which is less exciting, but probably more realistic.
0: Yeah, I did think that was realistic. I was like, I mean, come on. One of them is not going to get in the bed with her. I think it would have been funny if all three of them were in the bed. That would have been good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if a show's done that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so when they're all laying there, we got two brothers on the floor, belly in this big ass bed by herself. and first of all, I couldn't believe Jer just fell asleep. I was like, OK, no anxiety. Jer over here just can sleep through whatever, I guess. Like, yeah, t- no, did not like that. <laughs> like, if you can sleep easily like that, I don't know. I You know, I was like, not the guy for her. No, yeah. I'll right away. <laughs> like, toss and turn a little. Come on. He's
1: not worried that, like, Conrad's going to climb into bed or she's going
0: to climb out of bed. Like, he's not, like, wide awake listening for noises. Yeah, no. Come on. Definitely not. Um, but you know when Billy and Conrad are both up, and Conrad says to her, "I didn't mean what I said earlier. I want you." Mm-hmm. For me, with that scene. I wanted more like Conrad, please Same. say, say you love her, like fight for this girl. Right. What, that
1: was not enough. Like, what is he thinking? Like- right. Cause like, I want you is such a, it's a vague statement. Like, it's like, I just, I didn't mean it. I I do want you like that's That doesn't go far enough. That doesn't express the depth of your feeling. And also bold of him to say that out loud when he doesn't know if Jer is sleeping or not. Jeremy could be Jeremy, Jeremiah. He could be wide awake and hearing that too, which is like. Not that Jeremiah doesn't already know, but I still wouldn't want him hearing me say that, like if I were in that situation.
0: Like, say the words, I love you. Please, just say it. Stop saying it in past tense. Yes. I'm tired of Mm the We were in love. We loved each other. Like, Conrad, you're losing her. And you need to say I love you. And I wanted him to fight for her and I mean, I know it's a bad situation, but like that was his time to step up and I was mad that we, you know, that he didn't. And I think like if he could have given like more of a speech by the vending machines or something, like I do wonder what would have happened if he, if he would have done that. But it's just, you know, it's not Connie's way, I guess. No. Right. Let us down a little bit in this app. I gotta say.
1: I, I got to say, I was very disappointed when he reverted back, when he took it back and was like, I was kidding or I didn't mean it last night. I was just pissed. I was like, you didn't have to do that because at that point, like is he trying to like let her off the hook? Is he trying to protect his pride? Like what, what? Why at this point? And then and then you hear her, you know, her voiceover saying, like, this is Conrad. This is what he does. He gives and then he takes away, which is just so disappointing because that's not who he can be. Um, but she's sort of come to expect him to disappoint her, and
0: that's that's just sad. And it's so obvious that he does not feel that way. Um, right, you know, of I was you know, I was curious behind his motivation um for taking that back too. I kind of thought that maybe we'll get his POV next season. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if he did see her and Jeremiah kissing in the parking lot. Because they keep kissing, you know, when he is not that far away and can easily see. Right. So I am wondering, because it felt like such a switch from what he was saying the night before. And for him to take it back right away, I do wonder if he saw something or maybe he was like, she got up and he's gone to, like, she clearly is more going to him. She's not, like, waiting yeah. here for me. So what? I'm just going to cut my losses, mm-hmm. which is a very big Conrad move. He doesn't want to put his heart out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Conrad just has so many feelings. He can't put his heart out there. <laughs> oh. I know, like huh, I, you're I disappointing me, you. but I love you still. Like you're disappointing I, me, though, but I still have, I still love him. When he was wearing that white shirt with the like flannel over it, taking back what he said the night uh, before, I was like, "Damn it!" You I know, so hot right now. Like I'm still, <laughs> I am still on your side. But why are you? I doing was rooting, this? For you. We I rooting for you. I know, rooting for
1: you. Like literally, oh, how I felt I, when I tell you that like, obviously, like, we've come to expect these Taylor drop Taylor needle drops. But when I exile started when she walked into that motel room, I like was clutching my chest, preparing myself for like something tear I was Oh, like, it was so perfect. And I, I was not emotionally prepared for it. And it, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks that moment. And I, I've, Exile is a song I've always liked, but I've never like really like felt it until watching this show and that scene. And then I was like, oh, I get it
0: now, which is such a silly thing to say. But oof, no, I totally felt the same way. So I honestly I'm not going to lie. First of all, I want to say I'm a big Swifty. Exile is not on my list of top songs. I want to say it's on my list of like least liked, to be honest. But God, this is a you're not a folklore really. No, not. I mean, yeah. some songs, yeah. But Exile for me, I don't love in a Taylor song a man's voice. Honestly, I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. But this that song was meant to be in a TV show, and it worked so well in this moment when they're talking about the necklace. Um, and it's like we've been here before. Like, oh God, yes, such yes, a good moment. That, like ugh. it was used perfectly. Um, so good and I thought that was so great. I mean, should we talk about the other Taylor needle drop? Oh my God. Yeah, that, that one that one floored me too. Whew. that scene with Susanna was so emotional. I definitely teared up Ugh, using bigger than the whole sky and that was just so perfect, too. I mean, they they know what they're doing with these songs. It was so good.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, that song is is a tough listen any time. Like out of context, it's a tough listen, and then you put it under this scene of. I'm assuming it's the last time that Belly sees Susanna before she dies, and like, oh, and Belly's crying about about Conrad and about you know saying goodbye, and
0: it's oh man, that was that was rough um, all the way, the way around. I'm glad that they included Ooh. that scene. I felt like we kind of needed to bring Susanna back into it a little bit. Um, Because I do think that she is, you know, a main point of, like, why these brothers are, you know, really going after Belly. And it's, like, I do think a lot of it is, like, Belly has this connection, you know, with their mom. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is such a huge, like, point of this show. And I'm glad that they had that scene so it's not, like, forgotten about. Um, Yeah. And it's also, like you know, Belly was close to Susanna, too. And, you know, she's hurting, too. And I think that, like, all of their decisions and all of their, like, kind of messy moves that, you know, all three of them are making, is a lot of it is a result of, like, her death in dealing with this.
1: Yeah, they're making all these uh, decisions out of grief. And I think a lot of the Conrad stuff about when he takes it back when, and I think I don't know if Jeremiah says this specifically, but he's like, "I know what you're doing. You're acting like a dick so that people won't see how hurt you are," which is the all that he did during season one because he was so upset about his mother that he just, you know, pushed everyone away. And so, we're not acknowledging like the season is a lot about grief, and we see that with like Laurel coming out of it and Belly, like, you know, trying to get back on the volleyball team, but like we're not saying out loud that like. These, all three of them are making decisions so based off of the way that they're still grieving Susanna's death.
0: Yeah, they're really going through it still. I also thought it was like so heartbreaking in that scene when Belly says, you know, you'll be here. Like you can do it. Mm. And uh, it's just like that is so something when you're young. You just like no one's telling yeah. you the truth. Like no one's being fully honest. I feel like about what's going mm-hmm. on. And, um, you know, you just, like, don't believe that it's actually going to happen. And uh, that just, like, really broke my heart. Yeah. Although I did love, on the other
1: hand, the moment when, um, you know, Belly is talking about how it's been a month, but she's still Mrs. Conrad. And Susanna's like, don't hate him. And she says, I don't. And then she sort of reassures her, like, be- come back together one day. And she means, like, all of them. Like, not just, like that the relationship will be repaired, which I think is sort of hinting at that ambiguity of like, who's Bella going to end up with? But like, Susanna reassuring her that like, it won't always feel like this. And like, you will work it out. You'll work through it, which I, I think is
0: important perspective to, to have. It just makes me sad that they're not all like, together right but, now, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that it the is like they'll find each other back. Yeah. The fractured relationship is tough. It's tough to watch. But let's talk belly and Jeremiah. Are you team jellyfish, Claire? No, I, I listen. I get
1: why. <laughs> I mean, i got to be honest. I that was
0: get, the quickest. No, I've ever.
1: <laughs> I, I understand the appeal. I understand why she chose him in this moment at this point in time. I. And I don't, again, I don't hate Jeremiah. I fully, I fully get it why she's, why she's pursuing this path, why she's going full steam ahead into like a relationship with him. And I think they did a really good job of, I mean, of showing us at least in this episode, like why he at this moment in time is a better choice or at least a viable choice. Um, But like, I I can't, I can't help it. I'm Conrad was a dick in this episode. And I still I'm like, in the end, I want her to be with him. Um, And like this, the candy thing at the that gas station, it's so dumb. Like, it's so stupid when like, you know, Conrad knows her favorite candy and Jeremiah doesn't like that's So it's petty and it doesn't really mean anything. But it's enough to um, to unsettle Jeremiah momentarily that like anything he knows about belly, he's knowing everything after Conrad. Like no matter what, even if she chooses him, he it's still someone else knew her that way first. And that's I think that's tough when that person is your older brother who you're already coming in second to in everything in life and now you're also like coming in second sort of at least sequentially with this girl
0: that you both love. I know the candy thing means nothing but also everything at the same time mm-hmm. because I think it shows yeah. how much that Conrad has really paid attention to her over the years and not just when they were dating. Um And I know I think you're right. The the competitiveness of these brothers already like outside of belly, like taking belly out of the equation, you know, it, it does feel like Jeremiah has like always come in second place when it comes to Conrad. Um So, you know, you do feel for him in that sense, but it's like, I feel like you're just entering a race again that you're not going to win, Jer. Come on. Like, you're, you know, you're putting it all out there for her and you just know that, you know, it's it's not going to end great because they do keep throwing in the scenes of the, of the candy and they do keep, you know, throwing in... um you know, belly and Conrad scenes where you just know it's not over and you just want to scream it's not over. Yeah. Yeah. I am also not Team Jellyfish, but I will say there was something about this episode where it was fun to To see them together and to see them like have fun together. I think it's nice to see, Mm -hmm. you know, Belly smile and have fun with Jeremiah. We have not gotten that with her, with Conrad in a long time. Right. I did enjoy seeing them together a little bit. Yes. Um, I'm not going to lie. And I'm sorry, their makeout scenes are hot. Yeah. I'm here to say it. I I agree. Um, Have I fully flipped sides? No. Because I just, you know, I don't think that it's them. It's Conrad. I agree. Um, Can we talk, just touch on briefly, I love that,
1: I mean, Steven and Taylor, I love them forever. I love Taylor, you know, forever. And I appreciate that the show is giving us literally like the embodiment of a a team jellyfish and a team what is Bonrad, which is a terrible name. But like, I love that we have like um, sort of avatars for those two camps on the show with Steven and Taylor. And they literally, they get in a fight about it. They bicker about it. And then that causes a real fight in their relationship. But like, it's it's something that I appreciate that sort of acknowledgement that there are two camps and there are, um, you know, people pulling for both of each brother um, for different reasons.
0: I love that scene too. I thought it was really cute that, you know, I kind of love when a show is like poking fun at itself a little bit. And I feel like that's what, Um, They were, they were doing Mm -hmm. in that scene because people are so strong on what team they are on and same with Steven and Taylor. And I will say I loved Steven's point. And I think that that is why I am team Bonrad Mm -hmm. because Conrad challenges belly and he sees something deeper in her that a a lot of other people do not see and do not give her credit for it. And I think that that is the perfect explanation of why I'm Team Bonrad. And Stephen said it perfectly. I agree. I was like, that is Jenny Han's thesis statement for this whole
1: love triangle right there. Um, I just I love that moment when Stephen is like, yes, like, I love Jeremiah. He's my best friend, too. They're both my best friend. But like, ultimately, you know, one person is a better match for her. And that's who she
0: should be with. Yeah, And I do think that Jeremiah is the easy choice. And I get it. Belly wants easy right now. She's been through a lot. She's been through it this year. She had a really tough year. Susanna, Mm -hmm. volleyball, Conrad, rough year for Bells. So I get Jeremiah is, you know, easy and fun. And I think that that is what she needs right now. But I just Mm -hmm. don't think that that's something that is sustainable. And I think that the show is hinting at that a lot, too.
1: Right. And they, not for nothing, but they do mention, um, or Conrad mentions when he's being petty and immature, you know, how many girls, or how many people, rather, excuse me, have you dated in the past year? And he's like, seven, as far as I can tell. And like, whether that is you know gonna play be a factor in their relationship moving forward or not there's that sort of hint of like well jeremiah loves everybody and jeremiah is a flirt and like can he can he be focused only on belly and his response is well it's belly of course like because it's her i'm not gonna you know look at anyone else but also like is that like, I, I think that's a little bit of an immature stance. Like, I'll change for you for this one person specifically. And I think a more mature take was like, no, you have to change for yourself. If if change needs to be had, like, he needs to, to do it because that's who he is and that's what he wants, not because it's Belly and he doesn't want to hurt her.
0: Well, I think, too, Jer is pushing so many feelings down, like... This guy's mom died a month ago and is like really chasing after after belly this entire time and and really like trying to make it work with her. And I think that, you know, at least like Conrad, we are like seeing these emotions and he's being a dick because he can't handle everything. And Jared, like, you know, he needs to get these emotions out. I am worried about him. Also, I was shocked that Susanna only died a month ago. I, the that time this, line the timeline The of this, right? I was like, well, one of these kids thinking- should be making decisions <laughs> when the mom has just died. Like, what are we talking about? Everyone needs well, to take a minute. So I had
1: that thought because like Conrad breaks up with Belly at her prom and then Susanna's dead before Stephen graduates. And like at my high school, prom and graduation were like two weeks apart. And I don't know how things are done at other high schools. Like maybe there's like a month, like I, but I feel like a month at most between prom and graduation. And so then, so it's been like six weeks since she broke up with
0: Conrad. Six weeks to two months, like that's yeah. that's a quick quick rebound. In my head, I got to go with the two months. You know, I feel like on these shows, we just can't look too much into the timeline. But when That's they said fair. the Susanna thing a month ago, I was like, why is any of them making like decisions right now? Like, this is a lot. Um, yeah. So so we made some predictions in last week's uh, podcast episode, and I am... Going on the record now to say that all of my predictions were wrong. I said they were going to come together for the 4th of July. Like You did. I thought we were going to get like some happy moments. Like I did make the weird prediction of... There'll be Belly and Jeremiah scenes and Belly and Conrad scenes like obviously that's <laughs> not even really a prediction. Um, so I was right on that. But all my other predictions mm-hmm. were were wrong. And I said Stephen was going to be upset. He wasn't even upset. <laughs> How did you do Claire?
1: You know, to be completely honest, I do not remember what I predicted. I think mine were probably more vague than yours. Um but if I remember correctly,
0: I was, you, you, yes, please tell me what I said. Yeah, I do remember that you were saying that she was going to end up with nobody and choose none of the brothers.
1: Right. I did say that. I said it was going to be an I choose me moment a la Kelly Taylor season five, Beverly Hills 90210. I was wrong, but I did appreciate there was like a nod to that where at the, the very end when she says, I don't know what the future is is like gonna hold, but i I know that it's mine or so- she says something along that I'm paraphrasing and I was like, okay, so at least we get like a, a the season is ending and it's focused on belly, you know back to playing volleyball, back to like figuring herself out um, which
0: I appreciated. Yeah, I did enjoy that ending to the episode. I thought that was good that we more just ended on her and I really like that quote. yeah. But let's talk about season three. What are our predictions? What do we think is going to happen?
1: God, I have absolutely no idea. I, I do think that like we'll get some of book three, but I, I hope, based off of my knowledge of book three, that they really take it to, they don't adhere too closely to the, the plot of that book, because I, I think that would be
0: unwise. I agree. I do hope that they steer away from what happens in book three. Okay. So we're going to talk about book three right now. So if you don't want to know what happens in the book, please skip ahead or pause. We will be giving spoilers from the book right now. So in book three, we have belly and Jeremiah dating now for a bit. We jump ahead like a year or two. I can't remember which, um, but, Jair then proceeds to cheat on Belly and then proposes right afterwards and they are engaged. And I am praying that we stay away from that plot, but I don't know how we're going to stay away from it because it's a huge part of the book. And it's also something like something extreme has to happen in order for her to like, see the light and go back to Conrad. Like, I don't think it can just be like, oh, me and Jerry broke up. Now I'm going to go. Like, she can't keep flip-flopping. So something extreme does have to happen. I just hope it's not this engagement getting married. I can't. I don't like the the young, like, I mean, she probably won't be a teen anymore, but just like young 20s teen engagement. I don't want to see it. No, I, I agree. And
1: I, you read the book. I didn't read it, but I did. Learn what happened in the book, and I, I don't want a child bride. Like I don't, I just don't think we need it. I think there are ways that they can they can break up. Like I don't necessarily want him to cheat either, but I think that like if that's the route they decide to go, maybe like he just cheats and that's that's how they break up. Or I don't know, maybe they just good old fashioned like they grow apart, like they they lose interest, they stop prioritizing each other. I don't know. Like I would hate a situation where. They date for a while, they break up, and then there's time passes where she's just fully single, not talking to either of them again. And then maybe she and Conrad start talking. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Um, Jenny Han is a smart woman. I'm sure her and the the writers will figure figure it out. Um, but yeah, I don't need I don't need a marriage for a book that started when the protagonist was 15. No, thank
0: you. I agree. It just feels. And I really do not want the Jared cheating because I just think that that's like a cheap like plot device. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to go with one, maybe do the the engaged storyline. Like, I'd rather have that than the Jared cheating because I just didn't even really think it made that much sense in the book. Um, But I do think that they'll need to do something pretty like something has to bring them all together um, in the next season. So you know, I hope it's not this like engagement soon to be wedding. But I do think that that did create a lot of conflict in the book. And I got to say, I did not put that book down. I was like, I gotta know what's happening. next. Okay, so I'm a little torn because I, you know, I know I don't want that plot device, but I kind of like the drama. So I don't know, I'm torn. Um, But I, I wouldn't be shocked if they steer away from that. In, in season three. I think that they've, you know, Jenny Han has alluded that um, she's going to, you know, update the books from when they were written. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a different storyline in season three, but we will see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm
1: hoping that, I'm hoping that the, the final, final results of the books is preserved. But the path that we take to get there
0: changes drastically. That is my hope. Exactly. So I do. I do predict something is going to bring them all together for the summer, because obviously things are strained with Conrad. He'll be in Stanford, um, so I feel like he will definitely, you know, be much more distant from the group. So I do think we need some form of like big event that is like bringing everybody like to the beach house for the summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that will be. Um, But I truly cannot wait for season three.
1: I mean, it's going to be so long, unfortunately, I fear, until we get it. But until then, I'm just going to be rewatching one and two over and over again. Um,
0: Because I, ugh. You know what I'm excited about in season three? Conrad being all sad and moody and in love with With belly. Sloppy hair. I mean, that is going to be so hot when he's, like, pining (laughs) after her. Like, that is what I want to see in my teen shows. When the guy then mm. falls for the girl harder and they are pining after her. I mean, there is nothing better yeah. than that. It is good TV every time. And we love it because she liked him more at first. And now it's reversed. And I am very you excited want... to get that. Yeah, I just I want a longing stare from across the room
1: while a sad song plays underneath it. Oh, oh, we're oh going to get I'm ready for so, it.
0: We're going to get so many longing stares. We're going to get I feel like we're going to get so many scenes of like them together and we're just going to see that chemistry and that spark with them. And I just know it's going to be so good. I feel like we're going to get a lot of Conrad's POV. We're going to see that that hair, those baby blue eyes just staring at her and it is going to be hot. And I can't wait. I feel like you keep mentioning that, like your
1: desire for Conrad's POV. mentioned it a couple times now. So
0: I've mentioned this a couple times. I've made multiple Instagram videos about this and people have been dragging me in the comments saying that's not coming till season three. That's not coming till season three. I'm sorry. I thought that it would happen in season two. I want Conrad's POV because I think there's just a lot going on there. And I want to hear more from him. There are deep feelings there. There's so much going on. Like, we just need to hear more. And I feel like there's so many things that he's, like, seeing. And I want his POV on it. I want a Conrad narration. That's what I need. I need that. That's fair. We had one from Jeremiah
1: this season, unexpectedly. So I feel like all things being equal, if you're trying to, you know, weight these brothers equally, you, we should get Conrad's POV. And I know that we've talked about this too, whereas in the books, it's harder to see the full picture of the triangle because it's only Belly's perspective in the books. Um, and so you're sort of wondering, like, does Conrad like her? Why does she like him? Because you don't see his side of things where he actually is pining for her. Um, and I think that, you know, the TV show allows us to to see his point of view a little bit, just visually, but um, a full
0: POV Conrad narrated episode would really give us, you know, the full perspective. That's exactly it. Because when I was reading the books, I really wanted to know more of what Conrad was thinking, because I was like, this is so confusing. Does he even like her? And I feel like we do get so much more with the show. And I'm like, I want even more got a POV up, let's get a Conrad one. I don't know why we had to wait till season three. There was also a clip of him, I think in the trailer, I'm not sure I saw it in social media, but he's in the the cousins t shirt. And he is like lingering outside of like Jeremiah's room. And I believe it's supposed to be the scene where um, Belly is telling Jeremiah that she kissed Conrad. So in the first episode of season two. So that's why I thought we were going to get like his point of view of like listening in on that conversation and, and, you know, a little bit more of his side of things. Mm -hmm. But I guess we're going to have to wait till season three. I was wrong. I was wrong. Drag me. Now,
1: listen, you you took a shot. You shot your shot, you know,
0: and we can't fault anyone for doing that. If there's anything Connie's taught me, it's to shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Summer I Turned Pretty season two finale as much as we did. We loved it. We won't be able to stop talking about it. Stick around. Next week, we will be um, talking all about the OC. We are going back to California, going back to our roots. Uh, we cannot wait to talk all things Seth Cohen. Um, so be sure to tune in next week. You can follow us on Instagram at previously on underscore teen TV and send us all your thoughts on the episode. We want to know what you're thinking, too. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening.